This is Small Cap Stocks Today, your best source for information on small cap stocks coast to coast with your host, Dave Donlin. Now, from the Stock Investor Daily Studios, here is Dave Donlin. And thank you for joining us once again. We have a special edition of the Small Cap Stocks Today podcast. Today, we are joined by Edward Lawrence. Edward is Fox Business Network correspondent. He's been with FBN since April 2018 as a general assignment reporter. He covers the economic and political breaking news based out of Fox Business Network's Washington, D.C. Bureau. Uh, He has received multiple accolades for his in-depth and breaking news reporting, including an Emmy Award in 2015, as well as Associated Press Awards for his news coverages in 2015, 2001, 1999, and 1996. So he's been around a while. As an Emmy award-winning journalist, uh, Edward Lawrence most recently served as a freelance correspondent where he regularly covered breaking news stories for national outlets like CBS News, NBC News, MSNBC, and Global News Canada. So joining us uh, without further ado, let's go to our interview with Edward Lawrence. Edward, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. I want to ask you, uh, you've been covering a lot of different things going on, China tariffs, uh, the president, the economy, stocks. Uh, and one of the things you've been also focused on is the recent uh, rate cut from uh, Jeremy Powell and the Fed. Well, I've talked to a number of people who have varying viewpoints on exactly what's going on, uh, but they think this uh, rate cut was sorely needed uh, and, and possibly overdue. I talked to the St. Louis Fed President James Bullard, uh, and he said in December, the Federal Reserve last December went too far with the rate hike they had. And he felt like in the June meeting, the one before July, in June, they should have had the rate cut at 0.25%. Uh, you know, but instead they did the July meeting, uh, July rate cut. I think the Federal Reserve has moved slowly when going up, uh, very methodically, and they're moving slowly when going down now. They wanted to make sure they saw a trend in the numbers and they waited until that trend came, uh, in order to act on it. And, and this is exactly what they act on. The Fed saying they're data driven. Um, you know, the, the federal, the cut, uh, did what was intended to do, at least initially. And then I think in the question and answer portion, um, you know, the, the Federal Reserve Chairman kind of muddled the answer there and, and sent the market into a, a frenzy. Um, you know, he said that this was basically going to be a one and done. I think the market had priced in two, maybe three rate cuts this year. Uh, so they started a massive sell off. You know, an hour later, uh, he clarified himself, the chairman saying, that, no, no, what I meant was you know, this isn't going to be a long string of cuts. But we might have a few cuts within this in order to get back to neutral right there. So, yeah, I feel like going forward, you're going to see another rate cut from the Federal Reserve. Um, one, maybe two. Uh, you know, if you'd asked me uh, a couple of days ago, probably I would have said one. Now, if you ask me today, maybe two. The big difference there is the trade uncertainty. Um, and that's one thing that the Federal Reserve is really looking at is that uh, what's happening in the global forces, the economic slowdown, but also that uncertainty. And now you throw in the China hardening their position, not coming back to the agreement uh, with anything tangible in terms of concessions. Um, yeah, this is going to harden the stance uh, of those folks who are saying that there needs to be at least two rate cuts. Yeah, and obviously the, the whole China tariff thing is a totally different animal and a different topic. It's interesting to see what's happening. I'm fascinated by all of that. Uh, China so far, according to reports, has lost 2 million jobs based off the tariffs. And it sure seems, at least to me, that they're going to see if they can hold out another year and see if they get a new president of the United States and uh, and then maybe go from there. But 
with that being said, on the Fed side and, and what you're seeing, do you feel that the, the, the Federal Reserve Chief, uh, Jeremy Powell, you think he's pretty predictable right now? Has, um, has you know, the market and, and Wall Street's confidence? I mean, what are you hearing on the street? You know, he does have the confidence. I think that Wall Street thinks sometimes he steps on the message a little bit. Uh, it makes a, a kind of a little bit of a wordage mistake, uh, almost on the line that uh, Bernanke did. But he doesn't get his message well articulated enough. Uh, but I think that the Wall Street has confidence in him. You know, going back to, to China just quickly, um, the Chinese actually, our Chinese sources, something that, that we exclusively uncovered here, have found that the Chinese have now directed all their departments to decouple from the United States, meaning uh, buy from other places other than the United States to try and separate the two economies there. Um, that's a development that happened, uh, you know, late uh, today, actually. Um, and, and that is something that has the market very concerned. That is something that has the Federal Reserve very concerned. If China, China truly does try to decouple uh, their market from our market for the, our two economies, uh, that could have huge implications. Uh, the Chinese are looking at now 50 companies either moving their supply chains or looking at moving their supply chains. So they have real systemic problems within China uh, that could impact them and bring them to a trade deal. Uh, you know, All of this does play back in with the Federal Reserve in that they're looking at this uncertainty, and this adds to the global slowdown. The global slowdown is the reason Chairman Powell gave a big reason for the reason they needed the rate cut, uh, because he believes that those global slowdowns could then affect what's happening here in the United States. Some folks on the Wall Street also believe that, you know, they're looking at other central banks, the European Central Bank, they're all cutting rates, they're all adding stimulus. Um, and the U.S. has to sort of match that because the strengthening dollar is also affecting our economy. It's, too, it's just too strong at this moment. The, the economic outlook, what's your take on what's going on right now? Obviously, the, uh, the economy here in this country is doing very well as compared to, you know, I mean, you look at the GDP growth in Germany, which is almost a joke. Uh, and, and, and you look at China. I mean, my God, they're, they're pumping all kinds of stimulus through their economy. I talked I talked with Jackie DeAngelis about that a couple of weeks ago and, and what's going on with them. And, uh, you know, you can go through all of Europe. What's what's your take, uh, Edward, as far as economic outlook for the rest of the year? I see it strong through the next two years. Um, I see that the USMCA will be passed, uh, will be ratified probably towards the end of this year. That's going to give the economy a boost going into 2020. When those supply chains move out of China and other countries, they can go to Mexico uh, and then be covered under the new uh, USMCA. Um, you know, I see the jobs, the consumer spending part of the economy, which is 70 percent of the economy, is extremely strong. Um, the consumers have a lot of money. Wages are rising 3.1 percent over the past 12 months. Um, unemployment is low, 3.6, 3.7 percent, very low under 4 percent. More people are getting jobs and that means more people are spending. Um, the, the slowdown, if there, if you call it that, it's not even a slowdown, but the, 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 the sluggishness is on the investment side, the fixed investment on the business side. Um, your industry is just sitting on a lot of cash, basically because they don't know what to do with it yet. That uncertainty has caused a lot of large corporations to sort of pause and decide what they're going to do, where that next uh, investment goes to. Um, so the, the consumer spending part of this, I don't see it slowing down at all through this year or, or next year. You know, of course, right around the corner, a couple months away, you, you got the holidays that are going to be Coming up, of course, uh, we'll start seeing advertisements probably in October for Christmas. But, um, uh, you know, you have the whole retail season that's just right around the corner, biggest, biggest time of the year. Talking about the consumer confidence, what's your take on the stock market right now? 
Um, obviously, we're covering small cap stocks here. Look at the big board sometimes. And, right. and obviously, the tech side and cannabis and a number of other things that are continuing to emerge throughout the markets. How do you think the, the, the Fed cuts affect the stock market, the confidence in the market, and, and how we go forward on the stock side for the next six months? Well, I think the cuts are fueling the growth um, in the stock market. You know, stocks are one of the only things we don't buy when they go on sale. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing when you hear this news out of China. The stock market tends to react to headlines, uh, but then the actual deal, you know, the deal with China will probably eventually be done. It may take two years, but it will eventually be done. And I think the U.S. is going to have other trade agreements that sort of uh, support uh, the economy in lieu of an agreement with China. We're going to get an agreement with Japan. That is very, very close. USMCA is going to pass. Uh, or is going to be ratified by Congress, uh, and that'll go through. Um, so we have major agreements that could come in and prop up the economy. You know, I think it's a buy. I think you, you're looking at tech stocks are only going up. Uh, technology keeps advancing. Um, the information in the cloud keeps growing. Uh, you know, those companies that deal with cloud services, I think are going to boom in the next, you know, five years. If you want to be a long-term investor, even in the next uh, two years, I think you're going to see a huge boom. Um, you know, Amazon, I believe, is getting ready to to explode even more than it is now. Uh, they're on the cusp of getting, you know, the largest contract in U.S. history, a $10 billion government contract. Uh, they're literally on the cusp of getting that uh, from the Defense Department. Hmm. So I see upside. I see upside. A lot of upside going on out there. The, the economy really is doing very well. Obviously, the president had been asking for a cut rate for quite some time and, and finally got it, which, uh, you know, like you said, potentially could have a couple more cut rates built in before the year is over, correct? I, I agree. I think, though, um, I think it's one, maybe two more. I, I would, if, you, if I were a betting man, I would guess that the Federal Reserve pauses in September just to see what their rate cut has done. Because they like to get a couple of months. Uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says he likes to see three months worth of data uh, to see what effect has happened. So I, I believe there'll be a pause in September and then you're looking at October or December uh, for a rate cut again. Possibly both, but at least one. Interesting. We're with Edward Lawrence. Edward is a Fox Business Network correspondent, also an Emmy Award winning journalist. Edward, one last question. I'm just kind of curious your take on this. Uh, the, the Federal Reserve, what's been going on lately with the president actually nominating uh, his nominees, one of which we actually had on here, Stephen Moore, uh, mm -hmm. it seems as though, uh, and I'm not saying he's doing this intentionally, but the last three that were nominated all were really uh, believers in the gold standard. Well, I think, I think, well, I think once you see those folks uh, uh, being, that are nominated, they back off their comments they made related to gold. Um, you know, I've heard insiders within uh, the Federal Reserve, they cannot go back to a gold standard because then what happens is instead of the Fed uh, pegging their um, expansion or growth or health of the economy on uh, inflation and unemployment, they then peg it on gold, which does not help jobs, which does not help uh, monetary policy. They said that it, it's sort of a step backwards from what they're doing right now off the Phillips curve. Um, in terms of their, their mandate going forward. Their mandate would then not be to, to create jobs or help the job expansion um, and keep inflation low. It would be to help try to keep gold prices stable or up. Interesting take. Uh, thank you so much, Edward, for your input. And of course, you're on Fox Business Network. Um, you can be seen on Fox Business Network. Is it daily? You're, you're covering the market pretty much every day on there. 
Every day, yeah, I cover uh, you know Federal Reserve, Labor, Commerce, Treasury, um, and then the White House in the afternoon. So I pretty much got it all covered here in Washington D.C. Yeah, There's a lot going on and a lot to talk about. You know, one thing, if we quickly, um, the Federal Reserve. You're looking at a very divided Federal Reserve right now. Uh, you had a dissent in the June meeting. Now you had two dissents uh, here in the July meeting. Um, the last time there was a dissent on the hawkish side was November of 2016. Uh, the last time there was a dissent period was December of 2017, you know, beyond the, the one that was in June. So the last one before that was December of 2017. So you're seeing a very divided Fed right now. It's a very interesting and, and ought to be a fly on the wall in those meetings. Yeah, I don't think this is over yet. And, and hopefully you'll come back on, continue to give us updates. And we certainly appreciate you coming on here today. Edward. Would love to. Thank you, David. Thank you so much. Join us again very soon for another edition of the Small Cap Stocks Today podcast, where we feature companies, authors, analysts, journalists, and other special guests talking about stocks in the NASDAQ and OTC stock exchanges. Till next time, have a great day. You have been listening to Small Cap Stocks Today, your best source for information on small cap stocks coast to coast with your host, Dave Donlin. Join us again soon for another edition of Small Cap Stocks Today.